1: I love that sound. This is a good one.
2: Welcome to Waterfall Up Wednesday edition of the Full Scale Outdoors podcast, and this is Nick Luganville and Dale Johnson.
1: <laughs> Let's keep them guessing. I like it.
2: this episode of this podcast is brought to you by bush lights oh wow man i'm I'm having i'm half of a tall boy deep right now
1: i'm beerless i i totally did not prepare for this i feel like a failure
2: i almost never drink on podcasts almost
1: never almost (laughs) i almost never not drink (laughs) Podcast. <laughs> That's what it seems like most podcasters do. Like most podcasts most podcasts
2: like are just like, how can we exactly replicate Joe Rogan?
1: Right. Exactly. It's sound <laughs> sound as ridiculous as humanly possible.
2: Um, I and I say that as a fan of Joe Rogan.
1: Right. Absolutely.
2: I do like Joe Rogan. Let's go. Hey. Yes. What, what are. What's some things that annoy you about the Rogan
1: podcast? Um What annoys me about the Rogan Podcast? Uh, I don't listen to a they don't annoy me. I just don't listen to a lot of the fight ones. The fight ones. Um actually don't listen to a ton of the comedy ones. It seems like it's the same thing over and over again, talking about What's your what's your method for writing where comedy is now? And that my yeah, method yeah. of writing.
2: Yeah. Like how do you, so do you, Oh, you right, right, jokes? right.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Are you yeah. writing your jokes yeah. or
2: what's your method for coming up with material and yeah. you know, blah, talk blah, about blah. the new
1: club, let's whatever, you know. Um, yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, the new club. Yeah, definitely. You know, like uh, I didn't even want to become a club owner. The That's mothership. the craziest part. Yeah. Right. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. That. And then sometimes what irritates me is just when he, uh, like I'll, punts his coverage when he thinks he knows something Especially when he starts wandering into the hunting realm because he has experience like elk hunting archery elk hunting he thinks like he can speak on hunters as a whole and then he, he will talk about like duck or goose hunting or something in broad sense and then it just goes off the rails it's like dude just shut up just stop while you're ahead you're getting it's not good
2: I never want to hear him ever again pantomime what a muscle car sounds like. (laughs) (laughs) Whenever he's talking about muscle cars, it's just like, oh, you know, (laughs) like, oh, my God, dude. You could literally probably cut up, like, a 25-minute video of Joe Rogan just making muscle car noises. (laughs)
1: Let's not. Let's not do that. And
2: And also – um, when he has on an, a very intelligent guest talking about any intelligent uh, thing, uh, it's only a matter of time before he brings up psychedelic drugs. Well, yeah. And he's like, he's got like genius PhDs on talking about all sorts of crazy shit, like have you ever tried um, psychedelic <laughs> mushrooms or DMT? And they're like, no, I haven't. He's like, well, would you ever consider and it? And they're you like, <laughs> no, I like, I like books, Joe. I like books and researching stuff. I'm not really into fucking street drugs.
1: Yeah, that doesn't bother me. But I think those conversations are fun. But then, because I'm also interested <laughs> in, in that realm. so mm. Grow up. Grow Didn't up. You do en- didn't
2: you do enough psychedelic drugs in your life already to just kind of know what they do?
1: No, I didn't even start doing them till way late. I mean, I don't do anything illegal. <laughs> Grow up. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I like my psychedelics out of a bottle. I like my poison legal and and accepted by the masses. Bush light. Yeah, or whiskey, or vodka, or any number of other things that will actually wreck your health.
2: Dude, we haven't even brought
1: up waterfall yet, and I, I just finished that I just finished
2: that tall boy.
1: <laughs> Wait, this we can t- start
2: anytime. <laughs> We're still starting. We're starting. We started.
1: No, I mean oh. we can start talking about waterfall.
2: All right. I did have one thing um I was gonna mention. Uh it's something it's a tool I've used on this podcast many, many times. And also just to settle debates like amongst hunters or friends or um And that is the bird banding. uh, The bird banding lab had this page where you could look up, like state by state, province by province, year by year, how many birds were banded in that state, like species by species. So you could look up, like blue-winged teal and um, mallards, whatever, for Minnesota through the years. You know.
1: Yeah, we looked at that one time on this uh, very show. Yeah.
2: Many times I've brought that up. Very interesting. uh, It's a super, super kind of cool tool and a fun tool. Well, I even mentioned this on the podcast maybe about six to eight weeks ago where um, when I would go to that uh, bookmark that I had, uh, it would say, oops, we're migrating. And, like, I wasn't wasn't able to access my data that I love to just kind of look up. Like, I'm curious, like, year by year, just, like, how many Canada geese are getting banded? in different states. They update it every Monday. Uh, It's just a summary and a summary of all the birds. And like, also like where birds are now, like when you see birds, mallards banded in Minnesota, right? There's two columns. Mallards banded in Minnesota. It was whatever the count would be. And, And then it would be encounters, which aren't birds that necessarily birds that got banded in Minnesota, but just how many reports are coming from, minnesota so it was cool to kind of look up different species and i actually your smoke alarm going off
1: no there's a a uh, air fryer being uh turned on what are you air frying <laughs> i don't know what are we air frying so chicken wings, chicken wings. Chicken wings and, reuben bites. and reuben bites apparently is on the appetizer menu all right so anyways
2: I was getting pretty fucking sick and tired of not being able to look up my bird banding data. And so I went on uh, the bird banding lab and I emailed the chief of the bird banding lab. And I was like, Hey man, I can't find my data. Where's my data? And he emailed me back and he gave me a link for reportband.gov, And I emailed him back and I'm like, that's not the data. You know, I was trying to be like, where, you know, this is explaining it. And anyways, I did get the link for it um, and they do have an updated version of this, of this uh, like bird banding uh, data sheet. So if you want to look it up yourself, it is it's on the USGS website and it's called Bird Banding Data Exploration Tool. And now there's a couple things I like about it and a couple things I don't like about it. Number one, I tried using this. I tried using this website on my phone, and uh, maybe I was in bad service, but it said I had a few bars of 5G, and it would just sit there and spin and spin and spin and spin. Um, anyways, there's a couple things I like. Now you can actually look up species. Um, You can just type in the species instead of having to scroll through this like endless list oh, that's nice. of bird species. and One thing that's nice is well, you can just type in goose, right? And Now I can see all the different types of um, all the different types of geese that they have listed on uh, without having to actually like scroll through. They used to have it alphabetically ordered, so I would go to C and you would see Canada goose and you would see Cackling goose. Well, now just when I type in goose, I can see Blue goose, Canada goose, Ross's goose, Emperor goose, Barnacle goose, Cackling goose, Hawaiian goose, Tiger bean goose, Lesser snow goose, Pink footed goose, Greater snow goose. Large Canada goose, other hybrid goose, small Canada goose, Aleutian Canada goose, blue greater snow goose. That's interesting. I did not ever, Mm. I didn't know until right now that they had blue greater snow goose. That's kind of freaking cool. Tool white fronted goose, lesser white fronted goose, snow X Ross goose hybrid, greater snow, greater white fronted goose, snow, they have a snow blue goose
1: intergrade
2: also. Which yeah, is that so we call interphase, I suppose. Well, on the banding website, they call it intergrade. Hmm. Interesting. So, I wonder if you can choose multiple of this. So if I choose Canada Goose and Nope, you can only choose one species. However, um, let's just do uh, Canada Goose, United States of America, and let's just do 2022 to 2022 now they would just they used to just give you a spreadsheet where it would say all the all the 50 states or 49 states were band in Canada goose and they still do that now the encounters the listing but there's also a actual heat map like where they're banding
1: the oh. most so
2: there's a map at the very bottom sure. of it and the darker the green is the more geese are getting banded i think banded i don't know if it's banded encounters or both but the darkest green on this map that i'm looking at i can just look right at it and be like new jersey
1: oh is that and, uh, uh, barnacle not barnacle um Brands, you think or no you you looked up canada goose
2: yeah just canada goose. Oh,
1: apparently they're banding a bunch of canadas in new jersey yeah huh?
2: well let's see they have on New Jersey, yeah, 1,617, which tells me that they are mislabeling their banding data in New Jersey. But the, I, I, I used to always say, too, like if you want to see how many Canada geese are getting banded in your state or a state, you need to look up two things. You need to look up Canada goose, and you need to look up large Canada goose. Because in the lower 48 in the summer, they should be classifying all the birds they banded as large Canada geese can Canada geese or Canada goose should be the birds that they're banding up on like the Hudson Bay or the James Bay or in Alaska, you know, like the, the Canada geese that are not temperate nesting. Right. Right. But sometimes banders don't know that, that, you know, there's a difference between Canada goose and large Canada goose. So it is important to look up both uh, data sets. If you're just curious about like, cause They could just screw it up because, I mean, you can see states that are doing it correctly, like uh, Minnesota in 2022 banded zero Canada goose in uh, in our state, which is correct. Right. Like from what I just said. So if I just so if I punch in um, large Canada goose. then that's going to give us some better numbers. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) So for Minnesota that's gonna be like dude, I think you're right. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> it does say zero what, for twenty twenty two. Is
1: there a zero? Yeah. We didn't ban any For
2: Large be. Canada Goose, the dark the darkest uh, areas are Wisconsin, two thousand six hundred ninety nine, and Michigan. Yeah, I don't know about this because there's a whole lot of fucking zeros on this list.
1: Uh something seems suspect to me.
2: God damn it. Yeah, this didn't even used to
1: yeah. Well, some people anyways. don't. Maybe not everybody reports the same agency or something.
2: Also, right on the bottom of the page, um, they've got people uh anybody any taxpayer is uh able to look up banding data. Like if you want um any data requests, um there's a there's a button for you just to click and make your data request on this. So if you're just curious about what bands are where, whether it's ducks or geese or anything, so let's see what these uh, let's see what the fine print says. Certain records are not included in these to- totals due to the fact that they are being curated. The counts listed here are counts of banding and/or encounter events. Same bird can be banded and/or encountered encountered multiple times. Although that's pretty rare for metal leg bands encounter count list by state and province are those that were encountered within that state and province regardless of where or when they were banded so yet we already talked about that um this page contains only post 1960s data there are pre-1960s banding and encounter data archived at bbl however these data is only available in electronic format for birds that have been encountered to request this data Email dbystrak at usgs.gov. Um, please request or please include this in your request. And then data presented here are summarized. If you want individual banding data, please make requests here. So anybody can make a uh, request for more information on more data, which um, if you're just curious, uh, that's a pretty cool thing to do. And if you're doing any sort of research, if you're a wise college kid or something that knows how to go through data pretty easily,
1: everybody uses AI now. Nobody does actual real college work. It's all chat yeah. GTP, t- t- uh, whatever those letters are.
2: I tried using. <laughs> uh, actually, uh, I tried using the Snapchat AI feature. And I just uh, asked it, how many mallards were banded in the United States in 2022? And it said it didn't have that information, which I was pretty (laughs) disappointed about. I was like, dude, if Snapchat AI could tell me this, that would be pretty awesome.
1: That would be pretty dope. That would be pretty dope.
2: Anyways, this
1: really interesting and
2: uh, useful tool is back online, I'm happy to say.
1: Good little few changes but it's back. It is back. back. Yeah, that was fun. That was when we went through all that. It was that's a rabbit hole, man. You start looking at that stuff and whew.
2: Yeah, you know what I want to do? Flies. Go on. I'm looking I'm going to look up Hawaiian goose. I'm going to see how many of those motherfuckers they banned.
1: How many what's the current population of the Hawaiian goose? The name is the Nini, right? Nini or Nani?
2: The Nini. United States of America, let's just do uh, from 2015 to 22 and 22. Here's another thing, actually, that I don't like, because I, I was trying to settle a debate. Uh, the reason I got all hot and bothered about trying to find this data is there was a... Uh, ben Webster called me, and he was talking to a guy, and they were... The guy was saying in the 1960s or 70s, they banded many more mallards than they do today. And I honest, I, like. My, my knee-jerk reaction was that's wrong because number one the mallard population is much bigger today than it was in the 60s and 70s right
0: Mm-hmm.
2: and if they were banding more mallards in the 60s and 70s that means they were just like capturing a way bigger percentage of the population because if you you could ban more mallards today by getting fewer a few a smaller percentage of the population as a whole right
1: well yeah so, i mean by the few you so if you, like, got, if you not, banded the same amount per yeah it's going to be a lesser percentage because we have so many more mallards today right. than we did then so
2: you're you're telling i was thinking you're telling me that when there was less mallards in the world people were banding more of them than we are today it seems wrong right and then i I couldn't look up the data, so then I was emailing the BBL chief and trying to get to this page. However, when you do get data now, it used to have totals on the bottom, and now it doesn't.
1: Hmm.
2: I don't know, it doesn't.
1: To me, I can see where you'd think that, but actually, I mean, I think what would affect more mallards being banded is just more people banding them. So if their numbers were low and they're Want and you know they're trying to get them back, or they're trying to recover them, or whatever. Maybe they had a maybe there was more effort behind banding them, and just because there's more globally or even in North America, that doesn't mean you're still gonna have like set amount of people setting traps or set you know nets or nets or whatever they're doing. So right, the overall number that you catch, unless we're talking about like decimated population i don't i don't think the amount of mallards is really going to um go up or down dependent upon the population i guess what i'm trying to say
2: also uh circle back here in from 2015 to 2022 there's been 3523 hawaiian nini geese banded wow that's a lot that is a lot that's a lot. That's over seven years. That's 3,500. That's like uh, 800
1: a year. Hmm.
2: Is that math right? Uh,
1: that seems like a, that. that like there's enough that we should be able to hunt them. <laughs> <laughs> Just one Needy Goose permit. <laughs> I have seen
2: a taxidermied Needy Goose.
1: Well, I mean, they could do what they kind of do for the Emperor Goose. They give out a very limited um, amount of. Licenses for it is just a way to raise money.
2: I have seen online somebody who got one of those emperor goose tags that shot a banded one.
1: Well, you think you'd probably kind of hold out. <laughs>
2: I mean, I wouldn't. I don't. I don't know. Like if I was up there, because here I just looked it up from 2015 to 2022. There's been 673 emperor geese banded.
1: Wow, that's a lot lower than the ninis
2: a lot, lot lower. Well, I think there's a lot less, lot, lot less emperor geese in the world. Fuck, I used to know their population kind of like a, mm-hmm. a ballpark, but now I, I can't remember it. Just
1: pulled up a, what? I just pulled it up on the old internet, and uh, there's pictures. There's two of them, and they're both banded. Of course, there's a net behind them, so it's they're, probably, <laughs> they're probably. Captive. I've seen them with, I've seen them with uh, black
2: on yellow tarsal bands too.
1: These, this is a uh, black on white tarsal, mm. in this particular. Picture. And okay,
2: imagine for a minute you spent the $90 to get into the Emperor Goose drawing, which I think what they give 20 non resident tags out per year. I think that's right. And you win it. Now you're headed up to Alaska, and God knows how much money you're spending on that, right? And God knows how much money you need to spend after this trip to get your Emperor Goose back home and into the hands of a taxidermist and get a sick fucking mount made out of it, because that ain't going to be cheap, right? Now you're sitting there on some rocky coastline in Alaska. It's all come together, and a fat-ass, gorgeous, non-banded emperor goose just gives it <laughs> right. up. To, at yeah. 20 yards, are you going to be like, let's just keep going. I'm a, I'm a hold-off on yeah, this license no. that I'll probably never get again.
1: Yeah, no, you for sure wouldn't get it again.
2: Okay, if I was there for seven days... And the weather forecast looked good for all seven days. <laughs> right? I might I might hold off on day one.
1: <laughs> like Well, yeah, day... that's the thing with like that weather can change so fast. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. But like if you held off on day one, you might get
2: six days of terrible weather and then you're flying home. I don't think I could I don't think I could hold off, man.
1: Well, this art, this article for the Nini doesn't give me the current population, but Interestingly enough, uh let's see if I can find it again. Of course I just lost it. Uh in nineteen dun, dun, dun. Wow. oh my gosh, I'm terrible at this. I just had it. Oh. There was the numbers were reduced to about thirty birds in nineteen fifty two.
0: And then with
1: captive breeding efforts they ended up releasing approximately five hundred birds. At the park in uh, 1962, and ended in late 1970s. Why don't they give me a current population? Man, what in the heck? That's crazy. But
2: you know, it's kind of interesting. Don't emperor geese have orange feet?
1: Uh do they?
2: No, oh, you're just looking at banded pictures. Nene. Or Nene,
1: I was looking at Nini's. Nene, watch me uh... whip. Watch me ninis. Emperor Goose. Let's pull it up. Aren't those pull the ones that nest on the cliff too, like that National Geographic video where they're just, like, bouncing no, off that, that cliff all the way that's down?
2: Barnacle, that's barnacle
1: geese. Oh, also, barnacles. super,
2: super cool video to look up is uh, geese nesting in cliffs, uh, and that's barnacle geese. And Spoiler alert, some do not survive. <laughs> right, you can, I mean, you watch them. You're like,
1: there ain't no way they all survive. Uh yeah. Emperor goose has like yellowish orange. orange. Yeah. So they have yeah. like bright. they have
2: like speckle belly feet, and they kind of are almost snow ish Yeah. In their...
1: And a little blue gooseish looking. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. They're cool. What's their
2: What's their scientific name?
1: Uh, uh let's see here.
2: Emperor goose. Um
1: answer so it is uh, an answer can,
2: answer canna gick us gick us can it can it can it can it can, 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 can it can, yeah can,
1: yeah they got orange feet. yeah crazy they're a cool looking bird man what,
2: so i was always under the assumption that
1: they're right, at there's, risk. Three,
2: there, there's there's three types of geese black Gray, white,
1: now, right? No, hold on a second. Why is it so hard to get one? Their conservation status is not threatened. Or no, near threatened, which is only one step below least concern. And their vulnerable status at the very low end of at risk. Those don't really make sense to me. Those two uh, classifications, they seem like they're uh, kind of at odds. Not, they could be an unlimited, and I'm never. I'm probably never going to hunt one because <laughs> when am I going to go up there? <laughs> like, it's probably this, this is not going to happen.
2: <laughs> okay, I always thought there was three different scientific names, like prefixes for geese that well, were. Um,
1: every animal there, will have three. If you you could find it, it's going to have a a trinomial well, nomenclature.
2: But there's three. There's three colors of geese: black, gray, white. Right. So you got black geese are Canada geese, red-breasted geese, barnacle geese, cackling geese. They're, they're technically, they they all start with Branta. And then, uh, answer is the gray geese, which we just looked it up. Uh, it's answer canigula or whatever for the, uh, for the, um, emperor, emperor goose. Yeah. And then I just looked up Ross geese and it says it's answer Rossi, but I thought it was Chen. I thought it was C A C H E N Chen Goose scientific name. But I have seen that before too, where like uh um yeah, snow goose Chen Keralucasens is a species of North American geese.
1: Well this one comes so up and says answer Why is there for answer snow answer for,
2: for snow goose, right. Mm-hmm. I I think they're is that like a, a debate that's unsettled amongst the scientific community? I need we need to get a goose expert on here because I got some serious fucking questions <laughs> about geese. I got we like wh- where's this where's this chen shit coming from? Why do all goose species have midget goose species?
1: It's they're under synonyms. So um I'm looking at this here. It says synonyms and anas serolesons. Chen Lessons, Anser Hyperboreus Palace and Shen, Hyperborea.
2: And here, Earth, EarthLife The White Geese genus Chen, breed in subarctic. Well, <laughs> why did that Roscoe just say answer?
1: Well, anyway, this is why that this is why on this article it says there's synonyms. Well, this is on Wikipedia, so it sounds like they're interchangeable. It's probably going to be up to whoever's doing the study or whatever to. Um, choose which one they prefer, I guess.
2: So there's there's a few uh, events coming up this weekend that people could check out. If uh, you don't have any plans and you want to do a long drive to go check out something cool, there's uh, the Fargo Shields has a uh, has a waterfall event this upcoming weekend, where the Red Rocket, the Nick J four point six Red Rocket, <laughs> will be for sale there. I think they only made ten of them. <laughs> and um, also, the the Dive Bomb Squad Fest is going on down by St. Oh, Louis. Oh, that's that's kind of
1: a big deal, ain't it?
2: Yeah, guess what I'm doing this weekend. I guarantee you won't
1: guess. Uh not going down there. I'm not doing either. You're going. you shop furniture shopping at IKEA. Uh, I'm doing something
2: way, way worse than that. <laughs> oh wow!
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, we already got married, so it can't be that. Um. Jesus, that's <laughs> dark. <laughs> well, Phyllis, what are you doing? I'm fishing. That a boy, I'm so proud of you. No, you're not. No, what are you, not wait, wait hold myself. on. What are you fishing for? I don't know fish. Oh, all right, Yeah. Walleyes? Oh, that is way worse. I don't oh, know. I can't believe. It. Where are you going? Think of the Woods. Oh yeah, you're fishing for walleyes He'll be trolling he'll be stupid I mean you're gonna catch fish but still stupid um it's stupid
2: it's time with my dad and my brother is what it is
1: that's good that's a good time family time right, right. it's a good time
2: and it's it's not in my like backyard you know it's that lake of the woods so I'll see some fresh scenery and it'll be kind of an adventure
1: yeah Maybe still I don't I
2: don't like the idea of me fishing <laughs>
1: <laughs> i I want a fishing report next week. <laughs> a fishing report. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Waterfall when is, uh? Well, nature. I mean, we're almost in August, so Game Fair's right around the corner.
2: Yep, Game Fair's right around the corner. I got my order in
1: at Buck the, Gardner
2: Calls. What are it's the dates all, for that? It's the second and third weekend in August, which is going to be the – it's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's the 11th, 12th, and 13th, and the 18th, 19th, and 20th, all six days at Waterfallers Hill – at 11 a.m. at the seminar stage, I will be uh parent's worst nightmare. I love that role. And I will be giving all kids in attendance <laughs> a free duck call. We're going to be going over how to make some duck call noises. And uh, that is that's pure joy on my end. Every day at game fair at 11 o'clock in the morning, I'm just go up there like, let's ruin some parents. That's days. Awesome. Here we, here we go. It is fun. You're not
1: going to ask me to judge duck contests five minutes before, are you? Yeah, I won't probably. be available.
2: Probably. I don't
1: think I'm going to make it to Game Fair this year, actually. Why? Uh, Prior engagements. I got stuff I got to do up here during that time.
2: So. Yeah, it should be a great time. Yeah, Game Fair coming up. I've been seeing some wheat fields getting cut. And won't be long before people are shooting pigeons out there
1: what do you think the hot thing is gonna be this year like the like decoy what is the the thing you think people are gonna
2: I saw uh, lucky duck came out with a new spinner um the xHdi I think it is which uh I would like to put my eyes on that because it does kind of look like uh I and, and you know I'm always I'm a uh, Lucky Duck Flasher guy, as far as like field spinners go, um, but they have it so the black always faces up. Mm, shut it off.
1: That's nice. And I,
2: and I do think that they actually have a black side of the wing, a black side and a white side. Now, if you have any spinners in your arsenal, I highly recommend you take the wings and you paint one side black. And one side white. Um, that's something that we've always done with our spinners, because some of them come with like fucking feather detail on the wings, oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. or
2: or speculums. Like oh, yeah. the wing, the wings are supposed to give you flash. Like that's that's their job. the The job is to give that flicker between black and white. I, if you want to make any of your spinners at home just a little bit more effective, just take a rattle can. Paint one side of the wings black, and the other side of the wings flat white, and and it will make your spinners a smidge better. You know what I
1: mean? Is dive bomb or big owl's coming out with any new um, postures this year? I know that was kind of a big thing last year. They had a, like a limited run of Those something. Those series? things went, yeah. The bull series. Those things went fast.
2: Those are cool looking. Mm. Although they don't fit in any like standard decoy bag is one complaint I heard about them. Mm. You know, like a suitcase style, but the bullies are like kind of almost like a super mega yeah, style. Sure, yeah, sure. Yeah, with the stretch necks and stuff, and they look cool. They should do more of that, honestly, because it sells.
1: Right. Yeah, that's my. That's kind of what I was asking. Like, well, I wonder what the new thing is going to be because they. I mean, those things went quick. They sold. Yeah, whatever they brought out and whoever was uh, the vendor for them, they think they sold out like super quick.
2: Either way, I think uh, the. Those uh, lucky spinners are kind of a cool deal, like especially with the the black side that'll always face up, no matter what. When you shut them off, that's
1: that's pretty cool. That's a good that's a good upgrade feature. Yeah, you're not out there dicking with it,
2: dicking with it, or like uh, sometimes like the birds are on their way, like a flock of geese is on their way to the spread. You'll shut your spinners off, and uh, like one of them will have the dark side facing up, and the other one won't. So you'd be like on off. And then both of them have white facing up. And you're like, motherfucker. All right On, off. <laughs> and then,
1: like. I Dude, I get so irritated doing the spinner dance. Put them up. Take them. Oh, there's there's, there's ducks. Spinners. Oh, there's geese. Turn there's, them off. There's ducks. Spinners. There's geese. Turn them off. Oh, they flared. Take the spinners down. Oh, for fuck's sake.
2: Yeah, that that's a constant battle, like when we do combo hunts up in Saskatchewan. And, uh. I went on this hunt with Jack Donner last year. Jack's a, a co-worker of mine, great guy. And uh, he didn't know that I had a remote that was synced to the spinners he was using. <laughs> so he like, <laughs> we would <laughs> I, <laughs> So all morning long, right? See where all is morning, going. and we, this was on a combo hunt. <laughs> we got our spinners out, and he'd be like, all right, we, there's some geese on the way, guys. And uh, he'd shut the spinners off, and I'd click them on. they would be like i'd be like jack the spinners are still on he'd go "Ah, oh, what the fuck he'd click, the sp- <laughs> click the spinners off and i'm like jack the spinners are still on because i'd click them back on and then you'd shut them off we'd let the birds work or whatever sure, sure. and then he's like i don't know what the f-. he's like i must be bumping that fucking remote." <laughs> next flock, right he's like here we go we got some peace he'd shut- i'd be like even if the spinners were off i'd click them on well, that's like, great click-, click them on like Jack's starting to lose his fucking mind. He's like, What the fuck? I'm gonna have to pull these spinners because they won't stay off. And i just I couldn't hold it back anymore. I was like, Jack, I'm fucking with you. I got his remote over here.
1: That's outstanding. I love that. <laughs> oh, I could have that's that's my kind of comedy right there.
2: I do like a good blind joke.
1: Oh, that's pretty good. That one's that is pretty a, good. I like it. I'd be like if everybody comes out to your, like, we're going to do a Nick J uh, celebrity hunt. Everybody comes out, and everybody has to bring their own flag. <laughs> <laughs> and use it. And use it. Just incessantly to irritate the absolute dog shit out hey, of you. Hey,
2: maybe it might change my mind on flag. Maybe,
1: maybe. <laughs> yeah.
2: Maybe it's just what I need to uh
1: Get over Stop your fear this. of flagging. <laughs> yeah, get over my
2: fear of flagging birds and flaring them.
1: Uh, Who knows? It's funny. It's a good time, but I don't want you to lose it because it's a fun. It's it's a fun little uh, to flag or not flag. Uh,
2: yeah. So uh, Joe Heinz was just love love out it. here.
1: Joe uh, put his camper
2: in my front yard this weekend, and uh, we hung out. Went, went to some local bars. Like and,
1: literally, I- or is that a euphemism?
2: No, no, no! Oh, he, okay. he, yeah, he brought his camper out here to to my place and put it in my front yard, and yeah, we we hung out this weekend, went to some bars and stuff, had a good time, and cool. Uh, we we were filming a uh, uh, episode of uh, the Four Score podcast for the Roost TV. Nice, and he really wanted to bring up my the flag thing, which I'm kind of over just talking about it, but he really wanted to, so I was like, yeah, let's do it, let's get into it. <laughs>
1: So we get into it on that podcast pretty good. People like it. They uh, I think people enjoy it. They get entertainment out of it. So I know, think so it's, too. Like, it's like it's now becoming it's taking life its own. It's now like when uh, a singer has to play its his number 1 hit at the end of the concert, right? Kind like of, they're yeah. going to expect like, it. Like, "Oh, Nick like, Jay's on a goose hunting podcast. When is he going to talk about flags?"
2: <laughs> right. And I it's yeah, like you said, it's taken a life of its own. And like I, I'll hunt with people, and they're like, "Don't take out that flag you're the <laughs> Nick J. I'm like, "You can fucking flag if you want to play. Just don't. remember to Just be wise about it. You know, don't flare any birds uh, with that fucking stupid thing."
1: I like it. I like that it's become a thing. This is no, that just makes it fun. It's just fun. Yeah, you know. So even if you change your mind, just don't change your mind publicly. You got to keep that persona. I'll be very. I'll be very sad. I don't think I'm gonna change yeah. my mind. I would. I would have to have like the most banger of a hunt with the flag that convinced me that had we have not used the flag, it would have changed the outcome. I just don't really see a scenario where that's the case.
2: I don't. What's going on over there?
1: What? Nothing. A
2: bunch of like, bunch of clicking and clicking and shicking on my end here.
1: Hmm. I hear nothing.
2: Now, now it. Now it's gone away. Ever oh. since I mentioned it, which right. tells me that you're probably guilty I'm of doing m-
1: something. Maybe I was fiddling with something, but I don't <laughs> think I was. All right.
2: Possible. Well, I guess we have been chatting a while, man. Should we yeah, wrap her up? Sure. Hey, it's going to be that time of the season. You need to get better at your goose call, and you need to get better now. You just Might told me I recommend. I suck? No, not you. I'm no. talking to the oh, audience. Oh, the audience. Okay, good. Like, if you've ever felt like you're inadequate on a goose call, let, yo, we're running out of time here. You need to get that goose tech app. It's great twenty dollars that you could spend to get better on your goose call starting today. And put a little effort into practice and hey, maybe even buy a cool goose call that you like playing around with. The Nick J Signature Series would be a good option for that. And if you uh if you forgot to get your Manitoba license, you need to be calling Bob with OCamic OK Outfitters. Or talk to him at Game Fair. He's Man. gonna be in the muskrat hut.
1: For sure, the, it, say hi. to
2: him. Yeah, for sure. Say hi to Bob with Okamik Outfitters. He'll be at Game Fair, and he'll be in the Muskrat Hut.
1: Mention Keep this covering. podcast and get exactly zero percent off your booking.
2: I think he. I think Bob might work with you if you said
1: he. <laughs> like, I just fee, say, listen, like, you heard He hears enough people. He might be like, "Dang."
2: Exactly yeah, right. He didn't pay shit for this advertisement. <laughs> right. I, he did pay. He paid in friendship.
1: Oh, well, I mean, there's...
2: Friendship and just be, being like the freaking coolest ever dude that's helped me kill birds in Manitoba for almost
1: no compensation. You know what I mean? What's in it for me?
2: For Bob?
1: <laughs> for me? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding.
2: I don't know. Uh... Like I've given Bob a, a handful of goose calls and uh, you know, he's told me a couple times like just pay me what you think is fair, like for sure, Bob, which means zero dollars.
1: Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'll make you an advertiser on the full full scale go. outdoors waterfall Wednesday. No, what you I'm have, and uh, uh, he's just been such a great uh resource for killing double bands in Manitoba that how could I not mention him on this podcast and uh if you are a guy who wants to get to Manitoba and like needs help with like information, um, possibly a field lease, just generally getting your, uh, getting your bearings and getting the rubber to meet the road. Like Bob's just a great guy to talk to at game fair and be like, I've always wanted to try this Manitoba hunting. Um, you know, even if you're not sure you're going to book with them, you can sit down with the guy and be like, So what do I got to do? Like, what, what's all the hype about? And like, well, he's just, he's a wealth of information that he's a hundred percent willing to like share with people. So a guy like that, you can't even, you can't even uh, put a price on something. uh, A guy like Bob.
1: Yeah, you can. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. And don't forget the Nick J Signature Series call from Pacific. What is it? PacificCustomCalls.com. Pacific there it is. I think that's everything, man.
2: All right, buddy. Well, we'll chat next
1: week. Oh, yeah. Bushlight. Don't forget, Bushlight. I
2: finished my second tall boy. <laughs> nice. All right. That's all I have. That's all I had was two. All right. Well, now. we
1: will talk to you next week.
2: All right. I'll talk to you next week, buddy. Bye. Bye.